to the one in one podcast where a below average podcaster chats with an above average athlete. I'm your host, Bridget B. Today's a really special episode. I won't be talking to an athlete. I'll instead be talking to a fan and a great friend of mine. Perrin DeFridis has been a season ticket holder for the New Jersey Devils, an NHL hockey team, for the past six years. After he got a special tattoo, the MSG Network noticed and gave him his own commercial that is out now. We're going to hear all about his fandom, the tattoo, and what it was like shooting a commercial. Perrin, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for having me. Pretty excited. Good. And, you know, I have to admit, I'm a little bit jealous that you got on TV before me. <laughs> well, you know, I'm semi-famous now, so at least you know someone like that. That's true. You're very famous. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about very. But as I mentioned, we're good friends. We're in the same friend group, and we're recently in the same bridal party at a wedding of two other huge Devils fans, and they literally had the New Jersey Devil mascot come to the reception and throw T-shirts to people. Yes, that was fun. I was in charge of bringing NJ in, so that was pretty fun. Nice. I have a bone to pick with that Devil. I did not get a (laughs) T-shirt. I can't control what he did, so don't blame me on that. I didn't say I had a bone to pick with you. I said I had a bone to pick with the devil. But let's be honest, uh, I was probably by the bar, and the, he wasn't throwing T-shirts near there. Yeah, that's a good point. So was I after I helped him in. So. <laughs> and uh, you also fell on my kneecap at 2 a.m. on the party bus back when everyone was singing and dancing to the Backstreet Boys. And uh, I think you might have dislocated it, but it's okay. <laughs> hey, listen, the Backstreet Boys are the best. You know, we grew up in the 90s, so that was one of the big uh, boy bands. So, you know, you got to always rock it, rock out when Backstreet Boys are on. No, I agree. I just, you know, wish both my knees were working at the end of the night. But thanks to you. <laughs> Listen, it's not my fault, I swear. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, Perrin. <laughs> <laughs> so when and how did you become a hockey fan? Uh, so my earliest... Memories of hockey was the '98 season because I remember watching the Devils in the playoffs. They lost to Ottawa in the first round that year, and then I also remember uh, the Stanley Cup Finals between the Red Wings and the Washington Capitals. Um, but so that was '98. Uh, I was seven, so there, I got into it for my sister. So unfortunately, she's a Rangers fan. Boo! But um, <laughs> so her friend got her into it a few years prior to that because they were Rangers fans, and uh, if I remember correctly, she was hanging out with them during their cup run in 94. So by hanging out with their friends, they were all into it. You know, playoff hockey is amazing, and just she was, I think, in high school at the time, so it kind of got her into it, and then, you know, she started becoming a fan of hockey. So she kind of got me into it. I remember watching, this is really dating myself, uh, the VHS tapes of the um, 94 Cup of the Rangers and the 95 Cup of the Devils. So as a kid, I like to watch a lot of TV. What kid doesn't? So I would always watch those championship videos over and over again. And unfortunately, the, the Rangers beat the Devils in 94 to make it to the Cup Finals. So the Devils were in the Rangers championship video. So I guess them being in that video plus having their own. And as a kid, I really liked Fred. I just, I guess, gravitated towards the Devils. And that's how uh, I became a Devils fan and how I kind of got into hockey as a kid. 
So if the Devils were purple, do you think you'd be a Rangers fan right now? I'm not sure. Can't say. Um, okay. I definitely, re- I definitely really liked um, Scott Niedermeyer. He was on the Devils. He's my all-time favorite hockey player. Now he's a Devil player. Um, defenseman, 27, and he just was so good. He's an NHL Hall of Famer. He um, wasn't just a typical defenseman. He also had offensive game. So he was an all-around player, and he can just, you know, take over a couple of shifts and even games. And it was just fun to watch on those videos. Now I'm watching it live after I got into hockey. So maybe I still would have been a Dells fan, even if they were purple. <laughs> and tell me about your decision to become a season ticket holder. Yeah, so from, like, 98 to, like, 2004, I was really into hockey. So, um, like, I knew all the players and every team and all that stuff. And then, if I remember correctly, I think it was 05. Yeah. The 04-05 season was canceled because of the lockout. So, that kind of destroyed me for a period of time. So, it was, like, a whole year of hockey. So, when I came back, like, kind of forgot it was back right away because, you know, it was over a year worth of no hockey because, you know, the off-season plus the whole year and then another off-season. Yeah, you kind of moved so, on. You moved on yeah. with your life a little bit. Yeah. And plus, you know, you're, I was, I think, eighth grade at that time when the lockout happened. So, I'm still a kid, you know, in other sports. I was watching basketball, football, and all that stuff. So, that season got canceled due to lockout, you know, just there was no season for it. It wasn't no hockey. So when it came back, like, I kind of forgot it was back, you know what I mean? Because, you know, kid, short attention span, and then it was a whole time off. Yeah. I do, from Facebook memories, I do remember watching, seeing how I watch hockey, because I can tell from my statuses, which are, yeah, but that's the point. But I, I was watching hockey when it came back relatively after. But I wasn't, like, super into it, like, I was a kid, and then 2012 happened. So, like I mentioned earlier, hockey playoffs is probably one of the best playoffs to watch. Might be a little biased, but that's just how I feel. So the Devils made the playoffs in 2012, and they won the first round against the Florida Panthers in seven games. They beat the Philadelphia Flyers in five, and then they beat the Rangers in six to make it to the Cup Finals. So beating two teams I hate the most between the Flyers and the Rangers to make it to the cup final really got me super amped up back in hockey. Uh, obviously, they lost in that final to the Kings and Six, but it was fun to watch that progression, you know, like how they, they beat the Flyers and Rangers to make it to the cup and everything again. Mm-hmm. So that got me really back into hockey. So then the following year, of course, there was another lockout, but then, Thankfully, it was only a half season. It wasn't a full season. So I was like, really? If I get back into hockey and then there's another lockout? So, <laughs> Just your luck. Yeah, exactly. So I started going to uh, more games that year. I think I went to four, if I remember correctly. And on the Jumbotron, they had uh, season tickets, you know, contact, this, whatever. I was just curious how much they were. You know what I mean? I was just wondering. I wasn't going to get it then, but I was just curious. So the guy called me because I was going to sales reps you know, trying to get new season goals to get their commission and all that stuff. He contacted me and he said it was whatever the money was. And I'm like, I can't afford that. I'm in college, blah, blah, blah. So the next year goes, come, I go to like half the games from StubHub and everything. And 
they contact me again because they had my information, you know, on file. Mm-hmm. So he was like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, ah, I can't afford it. I want to send, like, the lower levels. You know, I can't afford that right now, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you know, you can always sit up in the 100s. It's cheaper, you know, and you can sit there, sit there as long as you want. You can always upgrade after whatever year. And obviously I wanted season tickets, but it wasn't really that hard to twist my arm. I was like, yeah, all right, fine. I guess I'll get season tickets up in the 100s. So my first year as a season ticket holder, I sat in section 101. Um, so after that first year as a season ticket holder, I said, screw this. I'm not getting out of debt anytime soon, so I want to sit where I want to sit. <laughs> so I moved my, to my second year, I moved to Section 1, and that's why I've been since. So this is my fifth year in Section 1, but six year total as a season ticket holder for the Devils. Wow, that's amazing. Six years. Going strong. Yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, uh, these six years have been pretty tough. Um, only one playoff appearance in those six years. Ain't looking good this year, but, uh, you know, got to hope. And, you know, it's all worth it in the end once they become relevant again and good. You know, sticking through this tough uh, period of time with them being shitty, you know, once they're good and can be very much more appreciated. So. I think that's the worst curse word that anyone has said on the podcast so far. So congratulations, <laughs> Perrin. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Shitty is the worst one. Sweet. I'm going to have to put explicit on this. Wow. No, but anyway, I was actually going to compliment you before you used foul language. I have a great (laughs) deal of respect for you because so many people, if their teams aren't doing well, they're not really watching as much. They're more fair weather fans. You know, when they're good, when Mm -hmm. the team is good, they're into it. And when they're not, they're not. But I just, you go all the time, you're, you're the biggest fan of them, and I just have so much respect for that. Like, even me, I'm a pretty big Notre Dame women's basketball fan, and throughout the years they've been great. This particular year, they're not doing as well. And I have to say, while I'll still watch the games, I don't really go out of my way to watch it. If there's something else going on that night, I'll do that. Where I used to, like, really make time, I need to be home between 7 to 9 to watch it. So, I like I said... Respect, man. Yeah, it is tough watching them uh, be shitty, but I live and breathe hockey, especially Devils hockey. So, and even though the season's long, it's October to April, the regular season, and then April to June playoffs, which obviously Devils haven't done that recently. Um, but I'm telling you, as a hockey fan, I'm watching this off season. Even though it's not that long, it feels like an eternity. So yeah, no, I, I get that make... because you're into it. It's something that you yeah. love and enjoy doing. So when it's not there, it's no, it feels like it's taken a while to get back. Exactly. So that's why even though they're shit, I still watch the games because at some point that it's going to be over and then they got a period of time where there's no hockey at all. So got to take it while I can, even if it is uh, watching this terrible, atrocious team sometimes. I appreciate the uh, cleaning up the language on that, but (laughs) no, but when they do make the playoffs again, it's going to be so worth it, as you said, and you deserve it more than any of the other fans that are Fairweather fans. Oh, yeah, agreed uh, about the Fairweather. It's not like seeing all those like fake fans and just on all sports, you know, especially if you go back to the back to basketball, like the heat, you know, with LeBron and went there, you saw all these people that you never knew. What? You're a Miami Heat fan? And then after they left, you know, 
he left it. They were Cleveland Cavaliers, and then Golden State, because Golden State became a dynasty after that. So just like all these fair weather fans in every sport, just the way it is, unfortunately. Yeah, I hate people that jump on the bandwagon, even though I am mm-hmm. a bandwagon Cubs fan. <laughs> I guess That's I hate myself. Family. Yeah, but you have family there, so it's reasonable. True, right? <laughs> and how many home games are there a year, Perrin? Uh, hockey's just like basketball, where they have an 82-game regular season, so they split in half, which is, you know, 41-game home, 41 games away. And then preseason's like two to four, but I don't go to preseason games. I don't waste my time. I'll watch it on TV, but I don't waste my time going there because the games don't matter. So I'm not going to waste my time going to games that don't matter. Um, but, uh, yeah, I go to um, every uh, home game. I was on a streak from... January 2016. Yeah, I think it was January 2016 to this past November. I went to 143 straight games, regular season, and the two playoff games in that time, uh, which ended because, speaking of the wedding that you talked about, the rehearsal dinner, I had to miss one of the home games for that, so that ended my 143 straight game streak of going to Devils games. Yes, you were not so happy about that. Well, yeah, but you at least the church lady do. made it entertaining. <laughs> uh, I guess you could put it that way. No comment on that. But hey, <laughs> at the rehearsal dinner, they got the TV. They put the game on for you. So I know. No, I, I, I'm grateful. Obviously, the game was on. I would have watched it on my phone like I was doing anyway if they didn't have a TV there. But you know, <laughs> gotta still support the team anyway. And wait, tell me, did were you watching it on your phone in the church too? No, no, no. The game wasn't on at that point. And I wouldn't be that disrespectful. Mm, if it I'm was. not sure. <laughs> I can't be watching the devils in God's house. <laughs> Actually, um, real quick story. This was years ago. I want to say like 2010. So kind of before smartphones, but kind of like, you know, getting there, but not there mm-hmm. yet. My It was my cousin's wedding, and it was in a church, and it was March. Not yet March Madness, but still, you know, early March, regular season still going on. And I mm-hmm. feel like after it, my brother, maybe my cousin and my dad, like, left the church to go to the car to listen to the game on the radio. <laughs> hey, sports fandom is real. Fanatics is a name for a reason, so... You know, you have diehards in every sport, uh, hockey, you know, basketball, baseball, football, soccer, or football, which is really called, and tennis. You know, any sport you can think of, NASCAR, especially down south. So the name, you know, fans, fanatics is a reason. We're crazy people. So, you know, we watch it and listen to it any way we can possibly can if we're not able to go. So aside from that game at our friend's uh, rehearsal dinner, how many games have you missed in your six years? Do you know? Uh, actually, I do, but I don't have it in front of me. I keep track. So, um, I keep track of this is showing how crazy you know fans can be. So I've been keeping track of like the games I go to. So my one friend introduced me to this app uh, called. Let me pull it up real quick. Sports Passport, where you can keep track of all the games you went to. So obviously I had to do a little bit of memory from like ticket stubs I had plus um, programs and stuff like that to do that. So I had that app 
where you can, you know, say you checked in so you can keep track of all the sporting events you've ever been to. So then a couple of years ago, I also did like an Excel sheet to keep track of like how many goals have I seen the devil score? Like what I mean by that is like, you know, I, I break it down by the, the goals in the game. So if they score one goal, I'll put like, oh, I scored one that game and add it up and the same thing like that. So like two, three. So I've seen the Devils score, you know, get shut out multiple times, score only one goal, two goals, three goals, and so on and so forth. So by doing that, I also wanted to keep track of, I was curious how many games that I missed. I know my first year as a season ticket holder, I missed, that's the one I missed the most in, in a season because I had a night class on both semesters, so the fall and spring. So I missed because of that, and then I was all sick. So I think my first year, I missed like five out of the 41. And then the following year, I missed two games because Star Wars Episode 7 came out, and that I saw it at the premiere night with my friends, and that was during a Devil's Home game. And then I forgot the Devil's played on this one night, so I made plans to go out for my birthday. And then after I made the plans, I realized, oh, shoot. The Devils are playing home. Well, I guess I can't cancel the plans I just made with a bunch of people. Um, so I think I missed like around eight, maybe nine games in the six years. I love the super nerdy explanation to get to the nine games. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I could better I better summarize stuff, but uh, that's just not how my brain works. No, no, I like it. And that's a cool app. So, Yeah. It is pretty cool. I like because um, you know you get to keep track of it and everything. It's kind of cool. And it's a cool app to look at too because it gives you like shows you all the teams you've seen, all the arenas you visited, and all that stuff. So it's pretty cool. Nice. And I have to say, missing nine games in six years—hey, that's worth your money, I think. Yeah, it really is. Um, I love going and yeah, maybe potentially. It could be a little bit cheaper if I did, like, my tickets off StubHub or Ticketmaster. But it's, like, uh, you know, a toss-up because of, like, fees and stuff like that. And, yeah, the devil's been bad now, so maybe it might be kind of even if I got all my tickets off of there. But once you start being good again, as we mentioned about Fairweather fans, you know people jack up prices for games when teams are good versus when they're shitty. So. And, Parrot, I think it's pretty cool – Instead of getting one seat, you actually get two seats. So you bring friends, you bring your dad sometimes. I think that's really cool. Even I've gone with you. Yes, that is correct. Um, so, yeah, I bought a pair because, yeah, I could technically go by myself. But what's the fun in that? You know, it's always fun to um, experience live events, music, you know, concerts, sporting events, or anything with friends and family. So I figured. Might as well just get two tickets and, you know, just take whoever, like friends that I'm really close with, um, family, people I haven't seen in a while, you know, friends that I'm, like, not as close with. But, you know what, I, I still hang out and still talk with them every once in a while, so why not let's go to a Devils game? So, yeah, so since my I started all six years, I've had a pair. I take, like I said, different people. Uh, sometimes multiple people, you know, depending on people's schedules and whatever's going on. But my one, like, bucket list goal for as a season to get older is, to, since we mentioned earlier, they play 41 games at home. 
my goal is to try to take 41 different people in one season. It's going to be a little tough because, you know, schedules and then life itself, you never know something could come up last minute and said person could cancel or whatever the case may be. But that's one of the goals I want to do as season ticket holders, take uh, 41 different people. And I also, since I bought two tickets, not like I had it buy a pair of tickets. I don't charge anyone I take because that's kind of mess. In my opinion, it's messed up. Hey, I bought two tickets I didn't really need to buy. So now I'm taking someone and I'm making them pay for that. It's like paying half the season tickets. If that was the case, I should just get only one ticket. So that's just the way I'd look at it. That's very nice of you. And I don't even think I know 41 people, so good for you. I hope you do uh, hit that goal. <laughs> well, I guess I know 41 people, but I also interact on social media with a bunch of like Devil fans that I'm friendly with, that some I've now you know met through the years, and some I haven't formally met in person, but you know that could be a way to finally you know hang out with someone. You know what I mean? Like I've been interacting with them, talking Devils for a couple of years. Hey, let's go to a Devils game if you're free, and then you know go from there. Nice, Perrin. Can you describe some of the perks of being a season ticket holder? Yeah. So when the Devils made the playoffs that one year in my tenure, the one cool thing they did was you pay per round, but after the round's over. Because I remember when I first signed up for season tickets that year, the Devils were kind of close to making the playoffs, but they missed the playoffs. If they won half of their shootouts, they would have made the playoffs, but I digress. So in that year, when I was making the playoffs, you had to pay for the first two rounds. If you know, if you wanted to, but I was not going to be able to wait till they clinched the playoff berth, which they never did, and then I would buy the playoff ticket. But the year they won, they made the playoffs in 17-18 um, season, they had the program where you pay per round. So after the round's over, depending on how many games there were, if it was only two, or if it was four, two, you know, two, three, or four, you would pay that total at the end. So I thought that was kind of cool. So that, And they also offered the lowest price for the playoff tickets, which as most people probably know, playoff tickets and gradually the key advancing become more and more expensive. So if you can get it for pretty cheap, which is pretty cool. And then other perks are like renewals. If you renew on time or within a certain period of time, you can get certain certain perks. I remember one year you took a photo, uh, they put down the Marty Bordeaux um, retired jersey banner. You took a photo next to it, and Marty signed the photo of you with the banner, and then they shipped it to you. Well, to the Prudential Center, you picked it up at the season ticket holder area. Uh, there's a couple, like, fleece jackets, sweatshirts, a couple other those things, like giveaway stuff like that, uh, season ticket holder autograph events, other player uh, events where you can meet other players. So they have a bunch of cool things they give out and things you can do. Is it perfect? No, but nothing in life is perfect. So you, you know, get to get a decent amount of cool things as we, as being a season ticket holder. And who is the coolest player you've met? <sighs> That's just tough. Met a lot or of I guess maybe you know. your favorite player, your favorite yeah. player. Yeah. Um, so the nicest athlete and obviously devil, devil I've ever met is Corey Schneider. Um, so they traded for him at the 2014 draft. If I remember correctly, it was Marty's last year on the Devils, which I think was 2014. 
Um, they traded for him at the draft. You know, he was young goaltender. He was going to take over Marty's spot. And for those, like, three to four years on the team, you know, he was playing really good, but too bad the Devils had no offense, so they wasted his prime years. And then these last three years, he's been injured a lot, and I guess the injuries really caught up to him because he's not – he's a shell of what he is, and he hasn't been good. And obviously, when people aren't that good, you know, fans start ragging on the guy and talking all this stuff. And yes, he's not what he was, and people tend to forget if it wasn't for him in those earlier years, Devils would have been even worse than what they were. And for how nice of a person he is, I don't think he deserves all that, like, backlash and hate from the fans. But, you know, you get that in every sport regardless, you know. It's mm-hmm. a tough business sport, so. But, yeah, he's definitely the nicest athlete I've met. But the coolest one, probably Blake Coleman. He just, he's also my current favorite devil. He's just a really cool guy from, like, you see on social media and all stuff and just interacting with him the little bit I had. He just, you know, down to earth. He's just funny and just, you know, he's just a normal person. You know, he doesn't. Yeah. Um, make it seem like, oh, I'm a hockey player, I'm an athlete, I'm better than you. No, that's not what he does. He just acts, you know, like a normal person, down-to-earth person that you can have a conversation with and would be like a, you know, a friend of yours that you can relate to and stuff like that. Nice, that's awesome. Aside from players, any other cool people you've met through being a season ticket holder? I met a lot of cool people through the Devils that also... Uh, help me bring a friendship even closer, our friends Pete and Melissa. Um, if it wasn't for the Devils, I don't know if you'd be as close as we are now. Um, our passion for the sport, you know, talking about and going to games together brought us closer. Um, you know, we hung out more and so on and so forth. And because of the Devils, uh, you know, bringing us closer, I wouldn't have probably been in Pete, you know, Pete's groomsmen. So that's pretty cool. And then, you know, on Twitter, I interact with a lot of cool people um, that I've been able to meet from, you know, Kristen, Courtney, Michaela, Vic, um, Sean, uh, Derek, uh, Amanda, Emily, and Brian, and Rachel. There's a lot of people that I've met and interacted with, which is pretty cool. And, you know, yeah, well. He just you know, talked to a bunch of people on social media about devils. And uh, Emily and Brian, Brian's their dads, they own um, a sports memorabilia shop called Sports One Unlimited um, down in Warren. And that's where I also go for a bunch of other autograph signings. So they have a bunch of devils um, autograph uh, events where they'll have one player come to the store, you know, sign a bunch of autographs and stuff. So that's how they would be. Um, Blake Coleman finally face to face. That was pretty cool. And then on Facebook, uh, interact with a bunch of people. There's a Devil All Day All Night group. So interact on there with a bunch of fans. You know, and it's just a cool atmosphere. A little yeah, get a little uh, hairy. I don't even know the proper expression, but like you know, everyone has the same point of view. So you know, there's arguments and disagreements, and you know. Not everyone likes each other on the social media platforms, but I try to stay out of the drama and just interact with everyone, have a good time talking about the sport we love, even though our team isn't that good at the moment. (laughs) 
But hey, I think that's worth it, though. Even though the team's not great, you're meeting all these people. As you mentioned, Pete and Melissa are lifelong friends. So Exactly. That's what uh, matters. Exactly. I've known them my whole life. Well, Pete lived longer than Melissa, but um, if it wasn't for hockey, I don't know if he would have been as close as the work that brought us closer and then I'll start hanging out more, like I mentioned. And, you know, it definitely was the big part that really put important people in my life. And if it wasn't for hockey and the Devils, who knows if we would have been as close. So. And the best part, you got to meet me because I've <laughs> been really good friends with Melissa my whole life. And, uh, you know, you left out the uh, best part. Come on, Perrin. I, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. Sorry. That's really cool, though. No, you're right. Uh, because of them, yeah, Thank I'd you. meet you, Kristen, and a bunch of other cool people. So, you know, I'm very grateful for that as well. And not only do you attend home games, you've been on some road trips to attend away games. What places have you been to? Yeah, so I've been to five arenas in total. Obviously, the Grand Center and Izod, but both the Devils when they played at the Izod slash Continental Airlines Arena before they moved to Prudential. And then the first away game I went to was uh, with our friends, Pete and Melissa from the, you know, the, the wedding. We went, and our other good friend, Matt, we went to D.C. to see them play the Capitals on the last game of the regular season. So that was pretty cool. I, don't, I, I like the Capitals. I like Alexander Ovechkin. He's a really good hockey player. And he's not one of those like super cocky guys, like on the, one of the best scores ever. You know, whatever, he's a very nice person from seeing interactions on social media with what he does with fans and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was the first away game I ever went to. They lost, obviously. But uh, (laughs) the Capitals scored five goals that game, and I have no idea what the goal song is. Their acoustics is awful, but at the same time, it's an older arena, so, you know, you get what you get with it. But it was still a fun experience, you know, driving to D.C., and then the following year, I went uh, to the Wells Fargo Center to see them play the Flyers. Uh, they lost, of course. <laughs> and, um, yeah, that was a pretty – they lost 5-2, gave up two empty netters. And then later, like the following month, a bunch of us went to the Barclays Center to see them play the Islanders. And, of course, they lost. But the Barclays Center is definitely not made for hockey, which it wasn't anyway. But, you know, the Islanders, when they moved – there for those couple of seasons because money talk. Um, but they're leaving that in a year or two. They're building their new stadium. I forget exactly where, but I'm going to try to hit up uh, Nassau this year. The, the Devils played them the last game of the season, so I want to hit up Nassau before they stop playing there. So Nice. You don't have a great record at away games, huh? No. And, of course, there's a couple I wanted to go to this year, but I was like, oh, the team stinks. I'm not going to waste my time. And if I went, I think I'd be two and one or three and one out of those games. So it kind of stinks that I didn't go to those games that I wanted to go to. Yeah, that's you just got to go. But actually, that leads into my next question. Where are some places you'd like to go in the future? Yeah, so another one of my bucket list goals, uh, there's two parts to this. I want to visit every arena. So obviously, I've only been to three other arenas. Barclays, Wells Fargo, and um, Capital One. So I still got a bunch more to go to. But another one of my goals, uh, I've seen goals, so I already go to all the home games. But this won't be till down the line till when I'm old. 
and have money, uh, but I want to go to all 82 games in the season. So obviously I'll probably check off going to all the arenas first before that, but that's one of my goals. I want to go to every single Devils game in the regular season and then end playoff if that year I go to all those games that do make the playoff. Wow. <laughs> that's a lot of games, but hey, that, that would be really cool. And if you're into it, yeah. it's definitely worth it. Yeah, it'd be a fun experience to travel. You know, obviously you got to do that when you don't have it, when you're retired and you have money, but well, the, the all A2 game part I'm talking about, but my goal mm-hmm. is, you know, now going forward, regardless of their better, and I try to go to at least one uh, road game a year, maybe two, depending on the schedule or on weekends and stuff like that, and try to knock off some stadiums. Nice. Get your passport ready. You got to get to Canada. Uh, I know. I actually finally got my first passport, so I'm pretty excited for next year to go to, uh, you know, some Canadian games. So Nice. And they're big into hockey. I'm sure you'll like it up there. Oh, no, yeah, 100%. I want to check out the Hall of Fame, too. So that'd be pretty fun as well. Absolutely. So, Perrin, you recently got a tattoo that signifies your love for the Devils. Can you describe the tattoo? Yeah, uh, so I I have one tattoo prior, non-devils related, and I always wanted to get a second and even more than that, but obviously tattoos aren't the cheapest thing in the world. So it took a while before I got this second tattoo, which ended up being the devils. So obviously being a passionate fan and having season tickets and all this stuff, so I was trying to think which had my second tattoo, and then obviously... Oh, Devils, that's what I love and everything. So I was thinking of, like, getting the Devils logo with, like, the cup going through it and then, you know, around it somewhere, like, the year they won the cup. But then I started thinking about it more, and I was like, you know what? I kind of want to get, like, a half sleeve, maybe a full sleeve, you know, depending on what I can think of for the Devils. I was like, you know, and then I started thinking about it more, and I was like, maybe I should get it with, like, all the iconic, like, players on the the team, like all the, the retired jerseys and so on and so forth. So I was like, all right, so what do I want to do? So I want the Stanley Cup, so I guess I should have the captain of those three cups holding it. So that's how I kind of got thinking about it, and that's what I did. I sent the tattoo artist, Richie, uh, from Starlight on Route 17, um, you know, the picture. He said he could do it, and, you know, he did what he had to do. And then I have... Uh, pretty big, I don't know how big the tattoo really is, but a pretty big tattoo of uh, Scott Stevens hoisting uh, the Stanley Cup from the 2003 uh, Stanley Cup when they beat the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. And then, yeah, because of that tattoo, uh, MSG Network contacted me, but I know that'd be one of your questions in a few minutes, but yeah, so I'm eventually going to get Danico, Marty Bredor, Scott Niedemeyer, and Patrick Eliash and go from there, but those are what I'm going to do, I'm going to try to do a half sleeve and potentially full sleeve. Wow. Devils. So wait, why those other players that you just mentioned? Uh, those players also have their jerseys retired. So Danico, Ken Danico, Marty Brodor, um, Scott Niedemar, along with Scott Stevens, won all three cups with the Devils. Like all three cups oh, that okay. was won in their history, they were on those teams with Sergey Breland, but his number's not retired. So those are the five Devils that won all three cups. 
Oh, okay. Invest, you know, we're a part. So you're gonna get all part, of them. Wow. Yeah, we're a part of the franchise, but Danico, Nita Meyer, Stevens, Brodor, and Eliash all had their jerseys retired by the Devils because they're all intricate part of the franchise success. So I feel like you can't go wrong with those players because they're Devils history. Nothing's ever going to change that. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's not like you're getting a random Joe Schmo tattooed on your arm and then, or anywhere in your body. And then next thing you know, they're not even on the team. They're only there for one year. These guys are cemented in Devils history. So that's why I want to get those guys. Wow. Good for you. Do you have a plan going forward for like your, the next guy you're getting? Like you say you'll get yeah. it next year or what are you thinking? Yeah. So originally I was planning on doing it this month, but it uh, doesn't look like I'm uh, going to be able to get the money needed for it. So I'm probably going to push it till after the summer. So it gives me a little bit more time and then that way I can enjoy the summer without worrying about a, a fresh tattoo. So probably in the beginning of September, I'll get Ken Danico. That's going to be the next one I'm going to get. And yeah, go from there. And then probably the following year, do Rodor and Nina Meyer and, you know, keep going there. Maybe, you know, I run into extra money, maybe get two in one year. But as of right now, I guess I'll do one every year for the, for the next couple of years. And it'll either be a half sleeve or a full sleeve? Yeah, as of right now, it's probably going to be a half uh, sleeve. So I'm trying to think how I can do a full sleeve, what else I can put there. But uh, as of right now, just by what I want to do, it's probably going to be a half. Okay. And then aside from all these devil tattoos, are you someone that wants other tattoos as well? Or once you have those, you'll be fine? Oh, no, yeah, 100%. I want multiple tattoos, but... Um, so the first tattoo I got was music and my drum set with stuff around it. So I want to, that's on my left arm, the Stephen's tattoos on my right. So I want to do the devils on my right arm and then my left arm be everything else I like. Oh, so wow. like, I like music. Um, I like the Jets and football, so for the Jets, I like Marvel and DC, so like probably do like a Spider-Man or Superman tattoo. Uh, I love Dragon Ball Z. Gotta get some Z, Star so. Wars in there, I know yes. you're into that. Yes. I love Dragon Ball Z, so I'll probably get one of those. Like you mentioned, Star Wars, I'll get like a Darth Vader and like have a sleeve of that. But that would be after I finish the Devil stuff. Wow, I'm not going to recognize you with all these tattoos once you get them. <laughs> well, we'll see. That's the goal. Uh, who knows if it will actually come to fruition, but that's the goal. How does your mom feel about all these tattoos? <laughs> she when I. Went to get the Stevens. I sent the picture, uh, the outline that you know when they put on you before they start, you know, tattooing. I sent to my sister, and then she, I guess she saw my mom. My mom texted me, "Don't you think that's a little too big?" And I'm just like, "No." I'm like, "No, it's fine." That's funny. My mom, not a big fan of tattoos, and uh, (laughs) she has three children. Only one of us has, has a tattoo, but my brother has, like, the world's smallest tattoo. It's so funny. So it's basically like <laughs> none funny. of us have tattoos. <laughs> it's not for everybody. But for me, I just really, I, it's a cool way to express, you know, yourself. So I can't yeah, draw. Yeah, they're popular. So, yeah, I can't draw. But if someone can do it for me, hey, I'm all for it. Yeah, and I'm not interested, at least at this point in my life, of getting a tattoo, but I always find it interesting, like, hearing about the motives of people and why they wanted, like, a particular tattoo on their body. 
I think it's kind of interesting. Well, no, 100%. You know, obviously some people, you know, something happened in life and that's why they want it or they're just passionate about, you know, whatever they put on their body. It's just a cool way to express yourself in a different way. How did you get selected to be on this commercial? Yeah, so like I mentioned before about the, the tattoo and they, because of that, I got a commercial. So I was driving home, I was getting gas, and then I see on Instagram that it said MSG Network wants to send you a message. And I'm just like, huh? So I was like, why are they contacting me? In my head, I was like joking, oh, maybe because of my tattoo, whatever. And I wasn't sure it was really them because, you know, some people are really good at making fake profiles and having basically say exactly what thing is. Maybe there's like an underscore or something like that. I couldn't notice the show that was a fake one. But mm-hmm. when I got home, I opened it up and I saw the blue verification check mark. And I'm like, oh, no, this is like the legitimate MSG network. And they were like, yeah, we saw your awesome arm tattoo. Uh, we want to know if you'd be interested in uh, features on expressions of fandom that we do and I'm like sure why not <laughs> and they said you know you contact uh, this guy to set it up and I emailed him I said you know hey I got this message from you know Instagram saying to contact you about the expression of the fan spot blah 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 and it's like yeah we saw your awesome arm tattoo we saw your Stanley Cup wall which I, I posted on Instagram which is basically a bunch of uh, I have uh, Kandanikos or Great Breland Patrick Eliash, uh, Marty Brodeur, all holding Stanley Cup. And they, I posted on Instagram, I guess. They saw that with it, and they're like, oh, I see you're a big fan, blah, blah, blah. And they wanted to, wanted to know if I wanted to be featured. And like I said, I said, yeah. And we got the commercial. Um, so basically what they do is I asked the guy. One of the guys there was the one that actually found, like was searching and saw my tattoo. Basically, they go on social media, they look at certain hashtags, like commonly used hashtags for all of their property that sports teams air. So like the Knicks, Rangers, Islanders, and Devils, MSG Network airs all their games. So they look at certain hashtags, you know, that most people would use or people that's been featured on, such, on, on their commercials expect other, um, their followers and friends to see if anyone else could potentially be featured on there. And then that's how they find people and contact them and see if they want to be interested or not in doing a commercial. So can you talk about the process of filming that commercial? Yeah. So um, they come to your house or wherever you want to film. I remember one commercial they did was a tattoo artist. So, you know, he did it at the tattoo shop. Um, so, you know, it depends where you're filming, but they come uh, to your place and they filmed. So there was the audio guy, the camera guy, uh, the guy that asked the questions. Obviously, you don't hear him in the commercial, but he's the one asking the questions and you respond. And that's what they use for the audio in the commercial. And then this other guy, but he was training, I guess, because he said it was his first time uh, out in the field. So I'm assuming he was training to do it so that way he can go, you know, with the other guys. Um, so yeah, they set it up, you know, in my room. That's where all the devil stuff is. So, you know, we set up my room. I, I, you know, made my room even more devils than it already was. Cause, you know, Is that even possible? Yeah. Well, it came to be because my dad even bought more stuff to put in my room. So, yeah. So <laughs> Aww, that's um, nice of him. Yeah. So, we, you know, I set up the room, made sure we was all set and ready to go. Um, 
you know, they came in, uh, I sat in my room, they set up like the camera and the lights, made sure, you know, it wasn't, you know, it was good enough to see. The guy asked me the question, once they got set up, they made sure the camera was the right angle where it was still, you know, good view and everything like that. He asked me the questions, answered them, depending on some answers, he asked like a follow-up question, you know, because based on what I said, and then went from there, and then after that was it on the, the camera guy, just went through my whole room and just filmed a bunch of basically everything I had, so that way they had more footage to shoot, I mean to show, uh, for the commercial and everything like that to use. So it was probably like, I think, two hours the whole thing took. It didn't seem okay, that long. Okay, that's not very long. It didn't seem that long, but it was two hours. And I was like, oh, okay. Now, before they filmed, did they put, like, makeup on you and stuff? They did not. There was no oh. makeup art, like, <laughs> artists or anything to do that. I was curious, too, when they, and, like, is someone going to come and do that stuff for me? I'm like, I'm not really, not for me, but, hey, you never know. Because I've never done a commercial before. I don't know what the process is. But yeah, they didn't have no makeup artists. And how nervous were you when um, the camera was in your face? Yeah, so I'm not really a public speaker, even though it's not really public speaking, but, you know, speaking in front of people, then eventually it was going to go on. Even though it wasn't live, eventually it was going to be seen by uh, a lot of people because, you know, it's going to be on airing during Devil's Games. Um, so it took, like, a couple, like, not takes, but, like, for me to get comfortable as I'm talking. Like, after, you know, a few minutes of, like, doing, answering a couple of questions, I became more calm and stuff like that. I don't like stuff being, I don't like really being the center of attention on and in anything. So, like, having a thing all focus on me kind of, you know, isn't really something I like. But once I started talking about the devils and I just kept going, I just made it easier and easier. And then it wasn't too bad after... A few minutes in, so. That's so cool. And can you give a summary of what the commercial is about? Yeah, so there's expressions of fandom. So it's just like everyone has, everyone's passionate. Everyone that likes the sport is passionate about it. And everyone has, like, different ways of being um, passionate about it. Like I said, there's a. One commercial is about the tattoo artist. Like, you know, he does tattoos, and, and he likes to, when people come and ask him for devil's tattoos, there's one person that has a commercial. They they work at, like, a chocolate shop where they make chocolates, and they do special, like, designs for devils-related stuff. So it's, like, all different. Um, and then there's another commercial with uh, a family where the wife and the one child, the devil's fan, the other is the rangers, the husband's rangers fan, and the child, the ranger fan. So you get that different dynamic of, like, you know, this family is like split down the middle, like one like you know, Devils the Rangers. So just like showing different expressions as the name expression of your fandom of the sport. So in this case mine's about hockey, so it was showing the way I express my fandom for the Devils. And it's played on the MSG network, which is which is a local network. It's New York, New Jersey. And yeah. as you said, they'll also play it at the Rock or the Prudential Center, as yeah. people say. Um, most likely, because I've seen those. Co- I haven't seen it yet. My commercial at the Rock, but yeah, the show definitely on the MSG network. Because that's how I found out it was airing. They told people started tweeting. I was like, "Hey, I just saw your commercial." I'm like, "Oh, my commercial's out." And <laughs> then, and then I saw it like another time when I was watching the the away game 
the Flyers game the other day, last week, I found it on air. Um, oh, my God, yeah, how I, was that? Was that, like, so surreal? Well, yeah, but I also hate hearing my voice, though. It's just like, uh, you know. <laughs> but, um, hey, I think you did a great job in it. It's really you. good. Thank you. And then um, eventually it might be on in the arena because those commercials I mentioned before, um, I've seen them in the arena. So I guess at some point they'll be showing it at the Rock. So great. Can't wait to see myself in the big, big Jumbotron. Oh, that'll be awesome. And I'm going to yeah. post the link in the show notes, if uh, you don't mind. Uh, that's fine. People can hear my melodious voice even more than they already are hearing it now. <laughs> oh, stop. What has the reaction been like for you? Um, that's pretty good. A lot of people that have seen it said it was pretty cool. And then they're like, oh, I just saw your commercial. My one friend tweeted at me. It's like, yo, I didn't know I knew someone famous. Like, as a joke, but like, you know, I have my own commercial. You know, I mean, people you don't have commercials. So, mm-hmm. you know, a lot, I haven't heard anything negative about it, but that doesn't mean there isn't any negative response to the commercial out there because there's always negativity in the world regardless of Well, that's true, on. but there shouldn't be. You did a great job. No, I know there shouldn't be. Not just on me in general, there shouldn't be as much negativity out there, but unfortunately that's the world we live in. But from what I've been hearing from people I talk to and interact with on social media, no one has said anything bad about it yet. No one's trolled you. <laughs> yeah, not yet. Not yet. But, you know, just my personal reaction, I'm so happy for you that you were given this opportunity. You know, you're such a big fan, as we've obviously talked about. And, oh, you always go to the games no matter what, no matter they're winning or losing. And it's just nice that they recognized you. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, I look back, you know, 10, 20 years in the future, like, yeah, I have my own Devils commercial. So, pretty cool. Yeah, it's something you can tell your grandkids about. It'll be awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So, Perrin, I like to end the podcast with some fun questions. Is that okay? Yeah, sure. Who is your favorite professional sports team? No, I'm totally kidding. I'm not going to ask you that. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite movie? Whew. That's tough. I would say I love the Star Wars franchise, but if I had to talk about one specific movie, I guess that thing you do. Uh, it's a movie that came out in the 90s. In the 50s or 60s, about this one hit wonder band called The Wonders. Um, and their hit song is called That Thing You Do. Really good movie. I think it was Tom Hanks' first movie he directed, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong on that. Um, but that nice. was one of my favorite movies. Good choice. And you know, you're very into music. You have your own band. Who is your favorite musician? Ooh, favorite musician? Probably John Bottom from Led Zeppelin. He is just an animal. What he can do is not many people, if anyone else, can do what he does. Just the creativity and stuff that he did on the drums was just amazing. And Perrin, last question. You know, you mentioned something that's on your sports bucket list, seeing uh, all 82 games and um, having 41 different people go to the games with you. Can you mm-hmm. name something on a non-sports bucket list that you want to yeah. accomplish? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would like to probably travel to like Italy or Spain, 
or um, England, stuff like that, because or Japan. Uh, those are all a couple of places I want to like England because it'd be cool to visit there, check out Premier League soccer game. Uh, Japan would be cool to check out because of, like anime, but like like I mentioned earlier, Dragon Ball Z. So it'd be kind of cool to check out those type of areas and see the culture difference from there versus America. Nice, that's awesome. I have aspirations to travel as well. Where do you want to travel to? Uh, most of those places you mentioned, I'd love to go to Italy. I need to go for at least two weeks and eat all the pasta. Um, <laughs> I want to go to Ireland since I'm Irish. Yeah. yeah I'd go to England. One. That'd be fun. Yeah, there's a lot of places, just... you know, to check out. Oh, Greece for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be cool. Spain I'd go to. Barcelona looks pretty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could go on forever. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Perrin, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I had a blast. Oh, thank you for having me. Uh, appreciate it. And I also had a great time as well. Good, good. And can you tell people where to find you, you know, if other Devils fans are listening, where they can uh, keep up with you on social media? Yeah, of course. You can uh, follow, find me on the gram and also Twitter at uh, PerrinD91. Um, I'm always, I love interacting with fellow, um, Devils fans and just hockey fans in general. So give a follow. I usually follow back anyway, and we could talk Devils hockey. All right, everyone. That was my special bonus episode with my friend, Perrin DeFridis. I'm so glad he was recognized by the Devils and the MSG network for being such a big fan of the team. The commercial's great. I'm really proud of him. I've posted the link to it in the show notes. I'll be back soon to speak with another outstanding athlete.